jerk You know it's time to get this work The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine No political corrections Always sleep, fuck being awoke We discuss politics and jokes Cry, we lick There's levels to this shit Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Aries Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot, racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Suicide And all of y'all know my style I excel, then prevail Run up and get touched up Suicide, that's it And all of y'all know my style Sir, can I get you something to drink? Yes, I like a martini shake and not Steve. What's the name for the tab? Steve. Oh, Steve. All right. All right. Let's start with a nigga whose ass I had to dig in. Uh-oh. A little bit. Um, this is from Havoc 04. Havoc says, hey, fellas, love the pod. Aries, my guy, love you, bro. But did you switch tampons this episode? You seemed extra sensitive. I feel like your need for validation on this app almost made it unlistenable. I hope you go back and rewatch like you wanted to do and realize Andy was stating his opinion. It sounded like your, and he writes opinion in all caps, your opinion is the only one that mattered. I'm hoping it was just a bad Lewis in, uh, indigestion. Uh, in, indigestion. Justin. Indigestion. Digestion. Anyway, situation. But chill a bit, man. Keep up the normally great show. Uh, to which I, and you know, I, I would normally respond like right now in the moment. But this is one of those that tickled my taint uh, for a couple reasons. Um, one, because he clearly didn't pay attention, which annoys me when people talk. It's like what you say. Sometimes people talk shit <clears throat> and it's like, where are you pulling this out of your ass? Because you didn't pay attention uh, to uh, the fact that you would say towards the end, um, keep up the normally great show. As though somehow this was horrible based on your solo opinion, based on your horrible assessment of what you thought happened. So I said to him, the fuck out of here. Uh, did you did you or were you able to comprehend how many times I acknowledged that he was right? Whereas he was, in fact, stating his opinion like it was fact. He gave zero merit to what I was saying. And that was my issue. Jesus fucking Christ, what part of that skipped over your fucking head? I said several times I agreed with him, but thought it was foolish that he absolutely denounced any truth to what I said. And if you truly paid attention to what he said at the end, he contradicted himself. I swear, some of you motherfuckers is dumb as fuck. Look up the word comprehension and get familiar with the, with the meaning. And, you know, Andy, I kind of told him about this email and he still disagreed with me and we're going to agree to disagree. But again, 
I agreed with, he, with what he said. I totally agreed with it. And I acknowledged it. My whole thing was, don't just say that what, what I'm saying has no merit whatsoever. And he later, and towards the end of the episode, finally said, no, you're right too. And that was my point. I just, my point was that that isn't the bulk of it. That isn't the majority of it, that these are young people, usually young people or some older people coming into it. And they don't have that preconceived notion. But yes, there's always going to be a hater. And that's what my, my point is. We always know that there's haters. They're always going to be there. And, that, and that's where I think we just lost each other on, on, on our, our, how we were stating it. Uh, I just didn't see it as that was the norm inside of uh, in this. And you were saying that it exists. So yeah, we, we, and, and, and we were I'll, talking about two different things. Okay, and listen, I'll even go as far as to, to acknowledge that, yeah, he, okay, he's right on that. The norm of it may not be that. But again, my only point was to totally act like there's not even an inkling of a chance. A hint of that. Yeah, you're right. It's insane. So because we know we we know that there's no matter where we go, there's a hater. Yes. Um, so that's that's what it was. But, dude, you have a, you need to do a better job of comprehension, brother, because uh, the way you worded that it was totally off base. Um, and, you know, fuck, man. Watch your mouth, nigga. All right. Um, Jose Gardia sleepers. Yo, I just watched it for the first time ever. Glad you recommended it. I wanted to kill Kevin Bacon. Yeah, man, that to me is one of his best roles, man. Uh, and you talk about uh, a guy who's a great actor because he can make you love him in a movie like uh, Footloose. Uh, and then he can make you hate him in a movie like Sleepers. But he plays an asshole better than most. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that movie is, 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 is a tough one. Uh, that, and that is a tough one. The, and these two characters, there's similarities between uh, city, uh, city on the not similarities, Jack, yeah, right. but the, the asshole, the, yes, the, 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 Jackie that, Roar, the, yeah. that dirty character, yeah, yeah. Um, slime, slime. How do they say that? Slimy. The slarmy is the uh, is the English version. I'm getting ready to slarm. Oh, you're right. Slarmy. English shit. Yeah, slarmy. What a slarmy bloke. <laughs> slarmy. He's a bit. He's a bit slarmy. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably, we'll probably get something from England going, you, you fucking, that's not something we say. So. Yeah, that's not something we say, mate. No, they don't say mate. That's Australian, right? I think so. Do they say mate in England? I don't know. Hmm. Sending chap? Chap. Oh, my God. Look at the cock on this chap. <laughs> <laughs> We're using all 1920s, uh, right. like, uh, British words. I'm quite sure in the summertime when you pull your, your junk out your trunk, it's a bit slow, right? Now I'm just really fucking up. All right. Um, G Weeks. Oh, wait, wait. Go back. Jose Gardia sent me an uh, email, and mm -hmm. I, I don't have it here right now. I think I know. Maybe I do. Uh, because he he was he defended he uh, he was defending you about the, the Tyson thing. Do you want me to save that one? No, because I, I got two dudes uh, in regards to the Tyson thing towards you. Okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. Hey, why'd you get your stuff? I has it with me, but I don't have it here with me now. It's in the car. How about you? What'd you keep your stuff? When you bring that up, I'll find it. All right. That way we don't have to wait. And we'll, you we'll want me to go this. outside? We come in and we start all over again? Yeah. Hey, Tony, where you from? <laughs> what fucking difference does it make where I'm from? All right. Uh, I just want to know I do business with. You get to know me when you start fucking around. All right. Dude, there's something. Oh, my God. This made me think of that. You guys, listen. There's something you got to look up. I swear to God, you're going to laugh your ass off. There's a brother. 
I wish I knew his name. There's a brother, uh, maybe I'll find it and give it out on in, in his Instagram because you deserve to, he, he deserves to be acknowledged. There's a brother, young brother from Memphis, from the South, and he dubs movies. He takes, he dubs movies. He shows the, the actual scenes from the movies, but he dubs them and the type, every title is, uh, lean, like lean on me, the Memphis version. And he'll dub the movies and the way people from the South Memphis talk, look up the one lean on me, uh, Memphis, uh, part three, man, that scene with Robert Guillaume and fucking, uh, Morgan Freeman. He does it like two dudes from Memphis playing the same scene but with Memphis jargon, Southern jargon, I swear to God, if this is not some of the funniest, you saw it? Yeah. If this ain't some of the funniest shit I've ever seen, uh, I guarantee you. And he, he, he does a shitload, shitload of movies. He does Scarface, a bunch, Django, New Jack City. I guarantee you this is, once you start, you won't be able to stop. It, it's addictive. It's so goddamn funny. All right. Uh, that last line, in that famous scene that I always say with Robert Guillaume uh, when he goes, popular contrary belief, I'm the head nigger in charge. Um, Morgan Freeman goes, you really think you bad, don't you? And then Robbie Guillaume goes, come on, let's go get something to eat. He says that line in the Memphis thing. Come on, let's hit that Popeye's, bro. <laughs> you got to see it, guys. I'm not doing it justice. It's fucking hilarious. YouTube, lean on me, type in lean on me, Memphis. And it'll come up. You'll see it. Because their, their facial expressions matches what he's saying, too. Right. But in, and even when it does it, it still works. It's the energy and the Memphis slang. Oh, that shit is so funny. All right. G Weeks. Uh, comedy nerves. Um, what up, A&A? I just finished the pod of you two interviewing the open micers, and it made me curious about your nerves when it comes to stand-up. Aries, I know you said that even after 30-plus years in the game, you still get nervous for shows. But this question is for both of you. Which would make you more nervous? Performing all new material one time in front of 100,000 people without working it out or testing out the same material in front of your comedy, Mount Rushmore? I appreciate you reading my email. I'm a longtime listener and wish you, wish you both much future success, G-Weeks. That's an easy one for me, dog. Um, uh, all new material without working it out. Because uh, you're truly without a safety net. And this, you know, this is not me being uh, cocky, but I often fantasize that I could be on stage and do the hour plus that I do. And, you know, some of my peers are in the room because I think that if they saw what I could do, it would defeat probably some of their perceptions about me. Uh, because again, I, I think a lot of them go off of what they think they know or what they've heard. And f that's enough to make them go, yeah, I ain't fuck this dude. But I think that if you're a comic at heart, at heart, like a Bill Burr or, a, you know, when he was alive, a Patrice or a Jim Gaffigan, and I can name a thousand names, game recognize game, game respect game. And if, and if they saw what I could do, especially with the crowd work, they would go, yeah, I know what I heard about this dude, but what I just saw was mind blowing. That that that's that's amazing what he did. Not everybody can do that, and the way that he did it 
and held it for an hour and change. Fuck. I can't help but believe it would change some perception. Again, not like I'm looking or need that validation uh, because don't none of these dudes pay my bills. But, you know, to be respected is always nice. Um, You know? So... I, I I didn't understand it because I thought it was saying to do new material an hour with people that you don't know or doing stuff that you already have. all new material one time in front of a thousand people without working it out. New material. Yeah. Or doing the same material in front of your Mount Rushmore. I thought it meant like the same material you normally do is what he was saying. Yes, but you're doing that in front of the people that you feel like, yeah. a, like you're I'd rather do my pro- yeah, yeah. I'd rather do my same material that I already know in front of people that... Why? I'm confident in that material. I know that it would do well. I do right. it an hour for me to do an hour. Well, I don't normally do an hour. I do a half an hour. Right. So to do an hour. Of, what if you had to do a half hour of all new material in front of a hundred thousand? Yeah, I, I think I fold shop up. Uh, I, I would rather do it in front of the people that I, I, I look up to because I think I would want I would want to see what they thought of my my the work that I'm confident right. in. A hundred thousand people. I would feel like, like I, I'd hit some in that half an hour. Maybe I'd have, I'd have ten minutes of, of if I was lucky, I'd have ten minutes that I might be go walk away with and going, eh, that wasn't bad. I mean, I did new right. material this weekend, a lot. I mean, right. I kept, I, and, and, and there was something about sticking, and, and this, I don't know if you, if you just do something brand new. You may have 10 you may be up there for 10 minutes, but there's probably two minutes or three minutes of really workable material in that two or three minutes. Right. The rest is trying to find your way through new material. I'm not, you know, you do a great job of crowd work. You really do. And you control the crowd. And I think it's in, it's, it's, it's a definitely a skill set. Uh, I, I know I'm a fucking genius, but there's, there's very few people, uh, Ian Bag. Uh, does all crowd work right. through most of his sets. There's very few people that I know that just can work a crowd from nothing in their head. to. And, and you guys still have some things in your head, some things that you can rely yeah. on that you know that's there to get you back. I can't do that, man. That's not... If it happens organically, I like fucking with the crowd, but I don't go into the crowd. You can go into the crowd. Uh, you ever did a theater? Uh, yeah, but not a huge one. I did... Uh, it, it's, it's a theater in... Um, Phoenix? There's a small theater in Phoenix I did, but that's not, that doesn't. It was, What's the most seats you've ever done? Uh, 600, I think. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a, that's a small theater. That's a small theater. Never in the thousands. Never in the thousands. Right. Um, it was the, um, it's in Atlantic City. I did, uh, I did one of the, one of the, the casinos. How'd you do? I did well. I did way better than I thought I was going to do. Cause I, 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 that's, you know, to people who don't understand this too, club is intimate. Yes. Uh, theater, there's no, the intimacy is gone right. because it's not in tables. They're in rows. Right. They're in sections. And I, and I told you the story too, where I asked uh, uh, Dice, when I w- worked with Dice, I go, yeah, I get it. I get how, what you're talking about in comedy, uh, when you're doing a comedy show in a, in a room like this and it's intimate, right. but when you're doing, he was doing stadiums. I go, how right. do you, how do you connect with the people in triple Z you know, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a different, it, I prefer clubs, man. Yeah. Like, like, like even if I were at that level where I could do theaters and arenas, yeah, you do it because the money is, and it's less work. Uh, but I just, I, I love the intimacy of a club, man. And you know, I, I do too. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for other people, but 
Jerry Seinfeld still do, would do a club. You know, right. uh, when Chris Rock wants to work out his material, he goes to a club. There's that intimate setting. I feel like you really develop. That's where that the the, the best stuff is is, is gained. I, I, I you know, another, Kevin Hart. I wish I had people that liked me like Kevin Hart, but that's not the same kind of comedy when you can do it to that to that crowd. But to Dice's credit, what he said and what I will say about what Kevin Hart does. He said, I don't know, ask Elvis how you connect with them. Ask Led Zeppelin. You know, he was like, you, you connect right. with them because of your energy and because you're you're a talent, you're an artist. So I give credit to the people that can do that. I, I never looked at comedy that way, though. That That's, yeah, that's I've me. never seen a Stephen Wright or a Charles Cozart or any of those guys, Anthony Jeselnik, Dimitri Martin, with that, you know, delivery, that deadpan, Mitch Hedgeberg. There's never been a guy like that at a theater or even uh, better yet, a stadium level. Well, I, and I only, and I, and I say that cause I wonder, is that a hard sell to a crowd like that? Well, yeah, does it translate in a big room like that? Right. I mean, and that's interesting because if uh, Mitch Hedberg was around during this uh, renaissance of comedy where comedy is a big deal, if he was doing, could he do it? Could he fill a stadium? Could he do 70, you know, what, what I don't know how many people are in those places, actually 30,000 people. Let's just go right. with the, you know, a, a small stadium. I, I don't know. That's different when you're, when you're delivering in a deadpan, does that work? Yeah. So it's interesting. I think certain styles are, are made for uh, clubs. Gary Goldman is a good one. Who's a popular comic right now. I don't think that he would want to do, I don't think that his act he would want to do is to hit, hit, hit There's an intimacy for him. He wants certain things in a certain way in right. a club. He wants certain sound. He wants candles are supposed to be right. a certain way. So I don't see someone who has a passion for stand-up comedy, comedy clubs doing it that way, doing a stadium. Yeah. And and I can only use him because I know how particular he is about certain things in rooms. Right. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, Ephraim Young. Uh, cornball emails. Uh, hey brothers, I'm speaking for the listeners that listen a lot, but don't send emails all the time or don't get their emails read because you're getting too many. Uh, yo, I have to say, give, uh, I have to say, give some other cats some love on the emails, bro. Cause some of the dudes is corny as fuck. That Frank Williams email was super corny. What did he say? Would you watch, uh, uh, porno with your mom or some shit? Some of these dudes trying to make you guys laugh with these corny jokes, but the email has no substance at all. Maybe I'm hating because I sent some good ones that didn't make the cut. Um, and some of these kiss asses did, LOL. You are my favorite comedian and podcast duo, but some of the faithful emailers are corny, LOL. Much love and fuck that whale who started all this bullshit. Well, at least he's ending his insults with LOLs. <laughs> you could say almost anything if you end with LOL. <laughs> yeah, you know, bitch, your pussy sting, LOL. <laughs> you midget motherfucker, L-M-M-A-O. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, you know, uh, I try to squeeze in what we can, how we can. And, you know, some of them get read based on how corny they're not. Um but, you know, I don't try to judge any of these, man. I, you know, you get in where you fit in. And it's the topics. If it fit in, if it fits in with the topics we're talking about, yeah. there's a lot of reasons. And then and they don't get in in the first, you know, couple weeks after you have them. 
they just don't get on. Right. And Ephraim, I've read a couple of yours, dog. That name is very familiar with me. So I know I've read a couple of them. Don't be greedy, nigga. Let others play, man. Pass the ball. Uh, LOL. Um, okay. Um, Hancho, Hancho. Um, this name sounds new. Fuck y'all. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yo, Jew and Jerk. I picked up the podcast back in March. My first episode was the Batman review. And like Aries suggested, I went back to the beginning and watched the Nord. Atta boy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who doesn't know where we were a few weeks ago? Who doesn't know where we were? <laughs> a few weeks ago. That's hilarious. <laughs> Shit. I thought that I would never finish, but now uh feel like Batman when he climbed out of his parents' grave after Bane dug up his parents. Uh, beat his ass and buried him in their grave. Sheesh. Uh, that was a lot of work. It's nice to see the progression from the raw version to the new theme songs, even though they sang the wrong shit in the song uh, and special effects. One of the main things I enjoyed most was the right hook Ronald Williams saga. <laughs> when I got to this section of the pod, I binged even more heavily. I didn't want to email until I was caught up. And now that I am, I expect to hear more, expect to hear more from me. Also, Andy, with so much memory loss, please explain how the fuck do you even remember your set on stage? That shit baffles me, nigga. You two keep up the good work. I will continue to listen. Your fan, Little City Honcho. Uh, the answer to your question is, how do I remember my set on stage? First of all, I don't always remember my set on stage. Uh, you have to have more material because if I forget something, I have to move on to something else. And it has happened. Listen, I don't, I don't recall you really uh, having too many Frank Sinatra moments. I know I've had a few, but most of the time when I have them, it's because people chirp. And, you know, they fuck up my timing because I hear them. Like last night, we're here in Raleigh at the Improv. Beautiful, sweet, sweet black lady. Uh, we all hung out uh, afterwards at uh, the Hickory Tavern. They bought us drinks. And I, you know, the thing about comedy, too, is when you're going to reprimand somebody, you really have to be careful because when you come at them too hard, the audience will turn against you like that was mean. So I try to put an LOL on my shit. But, and you know, again, this is a black thing because we're cultural and we're rhythmic and, you know, we're soulful. So every time I would say a couple of things, mm-hmm, they do, show Liz, that's right. Uh-huh, that ain't even right. Like, this woman is ch is chirping as I'm talking. And it's like, again, as though you could tell when she's at home watching TV or Netflix, she does this. And that's fine when you're at home, but at a live show, I hear that shit. And I'm trying to go through my shit. And even though my shit is memorized, there's a rhythm and there's beats and there's words. So when you mm -hmm, show Liz, that's right. In the middle of my thought process, it's like uh, somebody on a motorcycle and you throw a rock in front of the tire and now this motherfucker is skidding along the pavement. It's like, and I leaned there, I said, sweetie, I love you, but shut the fuck up. And she was cool and it was the audience could tell it was done sweetly, but it's just like, shut the fuck up. Because otherwise you'll call me to, you'll cause me to blank out. Hey, um, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, no, because it was done because that's my job is to be up there when the food's being given. Right. But there was one server this weekend that kept auctioning off food at the front row. 
and you're trying to do, you know, I'm setting up, I'm, I'm starting right. the show off, which is the hardest part for me is the, the, the introduct, getting the show, just moving. And uh, she's, she's up in the front going, who had the, and who had this and who, oh, I want to be, just put the plates down right. in front of them. Right. They'll figure the shit out and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, those little noises and, and it's hard for you. I, I got to say this because uh, traveling with you as much as I have, you know, there's hecklers and then there's people who heckle not knowing they're heckling, which is this lady. Cause she's just giving, she's yeah, loving it's just, you. Yeah. It's love. And you have to figure out a way to balance that. Right. Yeah. And that's the hardest part because you don't want to make send someone home who loved you going home, hating you right. because you shut them down. Right. But you also have to shut them down because you're not going to give the show that you want to give. If you don't. And, and that's the balance. It's really tough for you. For me, when they're coming at me, I can come at them. But you know what you said about the audience is true. The audience tells you how hard to go in on someone as well. They, right. let, they let you know because you don't want to lose the audience because you were mean to someone. There, there was a moment. Uh, and there's always a moment in your head where you're wrestling with, can I ignore this or do I have to shut it down? And listen, I've always said, if I can ignore it, I'll work around it. But it's got to be obviously not problematic enough for me to go, I got to dress this shit. And it just became clear to me. I was like, yo, if you don't say nothing. And again, she's not trying to do it. It's just who she is. You got to shut it down, yo. Even the, even the, 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 the sweet, you know, server, white girl to my left, the way she, I, I said, sweetie, take these orders, but turn it down. Like you talking loud as fuck. Use your inside voice. Yeah, man. And that shit, ugh. Yeah, that, you can tell when someone's a newer server in a comedy club. Right. Because they don't know. And I think we already talked about that time in Chicago yeah. that we had that. I had to get that lady was coming at right. me. The whole audience was on my side. And then her boyfriend, when I was leaving, after I did my set, right. I was walking up to the front. And he was right. there with his boy. And he goes, that was my girl. And I thought it was going to be a problem. And right. I was like, no, man, you had to do what you had to do. He Like, even right. like sometimes people know. And the audience knew. Right. He knew. She just had too many drinks. She's the only one who didn't know. So right. it, it depends how even the it. even the black girl's boyfriend. She told us at the bar. He, she was like, even he told me, "Yo, you got to stop doing that." Yeah. So you know, uh, okay. Malcolm Jacks, Andy, watched the damn Tyson doc. Dear A and A, I was listening to the email podcast when you guys were discussing whether you should watch the Mike Tyson documentary or not. Andy, come on, it's not that deep. Millions of people have seen it already. Whether you watch it or not, it doesn't make a difference. Also, Magic Johnson didn't approve winning time, but you still watch that at the end of the day. It's still a Mike Tyson story, and that Dave Chappelle example was terrible, LOL. That's an old show that's been that's, uh, been seen years ago. Hulu is making money off that just by putting it on their platform. I know it's not fair to Mike Tyson, to be honest. That's his problem. I'm not trying to sound like I don't care about Mike's feelings, but it has nothing to do with you or anybody, really. So just watch the damn show and discuss it, bro. Okay, can I get on this one? Yo, shit, if you got to. Yeah, here we go. What was his name? Don't, don't erase Malto it. Jet. No, don't, don't erase it yet, because oh, no, I, I, okay. I want to get to this. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> sir, I would like you to really consider what you just said. I would like you to look deep within yourself. Oh, shit, this sounds like a, uh, I forget that dude from Saturday Night Live. I'm smart enough. I'm, I'm smart enough. enough and and people like, like me. me. Okay. I want you to look inside yourself and figure out everything that you just said was completely fucking wrong. First of all, when we go to the Showtime, the, the Winning Time documentary, that was based on a book 
that was total access was given to the writer of the book, which this docudrama was based on. So it was approved. Now, was it approved by uh, uh, the individuals? No, it was approved by the Lakers organization, which just was a movie about the Lakers. And that was what was written. This was a controversy about the book even before the uh, winning time was ever made. So this is a whole different category. And the book is, it was about the Lakers. Uh, the story is about the Lakers. It wasn't about just one person. It wasn't about uh, magic. It wasn't about Kareem. It wasn't about Jerry West. It was about the whole entity. And it was from a writer who was given the complete access to write all of this. Uh, unfortunately, because of that writer, nobody else is given access like that writer was given anymore to any teams because no one wants the behind the scenes stuff coming out. So that's one thing that uh, apparently you were unaware of. So hopefully this helps you now be aware of something. Uh, two, the, it, the part about uh, Dave Chappelle was completely relevant because, yes, it was on Sh um, Comedy Central. It was Dave's show. It has the Chappelle name and they fucked Chappelle. Basically, they didn't really fuck Chappelle. Here's the deal. And, and this is how you want to look at this entertainment industry depends on entertainers to produce the machine itself is needed to get the to get the uh, content out to the people so it's 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 a symbiotic symbiotic relationship i'm not saying that right it, it, it's a, it's it's a relationship between the two people to make this work that's where we're going to go with this uh with Chappelle, showtime um uh Comedy Central owned it. They sold it. And it was he got no money for it. It was on HBO. And he was saying, don't watch it, because if you put this out and it's in reruns, I'm not getting anything for it. And he want he would like access back to his name and what he's due for the show that he put together because they basically took that. It was the deal that he had. It wasn't a good deal for him, but he was able by having people listen to him and do what they say. HBO came back and paid him. That's what I was hoping would happen for Tyson. Do you see how that works? Because this is a business that we're talking about. So my integrity, and that's a word that you may want to look up with because you haven't figured out, it, you just said it wasn't fair to Tyson. It's not fair to Tyson and you know that. So then what do you have to do to help fix that? You use your integrity to not do something that will prevent someone from getting what their due justice is. Tyson is one of the most fucked up, fucked over characters in sports and entertainment. Uh, I feel for Tyson. He's fucked over by his wife. He's been fucked over by his manager. Uh, he's been fucked over. And so now the people who are the people that should be supporting him are the ones that he asked, who basically said, I'm not getting this. I don't like this. The story isn't what I think the story had anything to do with. He doesn't have control over that, but he's not getting anything for it. So I said with my integrity that I don't want to watch it. I don't want to give clicks to Hulu. And I don't want to bring more attention and put more shine on this so more people watch it. Hopefully enough people don't. It doesn't get the pop that it wanted. And so maybe Tyson does get some money back out of this. At least he gets paid for this. That was my point. It had nothing to do with Aries wanted to watch it. Listen, I wanted to watch the boys. No one. And this is where I say people who call who write in stupid shit like you just wrote in said, do what Aries wants to do. When I wanted to watch the boys and people are telling me he wants to watch the boys, Aries didn't like a scene when he was eating a chip and the, the, the dude's head explodes. Where are your fucking letters about Aries? Get past it. Let's do this. The boys. Andy wants to do it. Come on, Aries. Andy wants to do it. Why aren't you doing it, Aries? Because you're dick riding. You guys are all big, giant dick riders. Aries must has the biggest dick in the world because you're all on top of it going across the sky. That's why I didn't want to do it. 
You want to do it because Aries wants to do it. Andy, you should do it because Aries wants You didn't even hear my side. You just said, oh, I do feel bad for Tyson, but that's not my business. If you can make a change and people in entertainment who are getting fucked over actually uh, get their due, what's wrong with that? Why are you so weak that you have to watch this? You know, I, my listen, as a comic, I just got, I, I just really wanted you to watch it because as a comic and knowing how we give our opinions on things, this to me just felt like a, 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 a fucking layup. Like I, I just, and again, I didn't, I didn't really want to watch it, but I'm such a Tyson fan and I'm such a boxing fan and I'm getting two things for one. And I said, let me just fucking check it out. And like I said, I watched the first episode and I went, okay, okay. I watched the second episode. I went, okay. And by the third episode, I said, man, I'm in. Because it's that good. So my only thing is, you know, again, it's comics and me knowing him and him knowing me and the way we talk about things and bounce shit off. I went, man, this is going to be a treat for the listeners. Because if they saw what I'm looking at, and we, man, this is this is candy from a baby. So that was my only disappointment is I'm going, we leaving some good shit on the table. And, 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 and true to what you're speaking, I agreed with you. I agreed with you. I said I agree with you. I would love to be, I would love to watch it. But again, from your point of view, let's reverse it. Let's put the boys in there. I know I've seen it. The audience has written in and said this would be great for us to review. I've seen it. I know it would be great for us to review. The lobs, the layups, the everything you just said right. is still there. But when you said you didn't want to go for go through it, I went, cool, let's move on because there's so much content. There's a lot of things we can talk about. So to And listen, for the record, uh, I, I really believe I'm going to get my way back around to the boys. It's just, dude, when I tell you squeamish shit, fuck with me. Uh, even some of this Dahmer shit is hard for me to stomach. But, you know, again, it like the Tyson thing and so many other things we talked about winning time, this Dahmer thing is going to be a great conversation. But I, I am going to get around back to the boys. So now let me double up. Uh, well, you oh. got that one because I got Jose Gardias on this one too. Oh, okay. Is he in favor of or? He's with you. Oh, he's with me? Yeah. Okay, so we, this is about to be a trifecta because I was going to say there's another dude uh, Vincent Wesley, who's got something to say about the Tyson thing. Okay. Uh, uh, this is from Jose Gardia. Man, oh, Andy, you're reading? Yeah, I'm going to read. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jose Gardia. Okay. Uh, Mike Tyson. Man, Andy, stop being a girl. Your boy Aries has a point. You can't compare Mike to him. Mike did him dirty, and now you want to stand with a motherfucker you don't even know. That's lame as fuck, Andy. You can tell Aries was disappointed, but he moved on instead of arguing with you about it. Also, that's what uh, that's your guys' thing. You guys both watch shows and you share your opinion. So I say you suck it the fuck up and watch the show, even if Mike asked you not to. Who the fuck is he? Does he pay you? Nah, uh, nah your boy Aries helps you put food on the table. So I think you should watch it and give us your fee, your fucking opinion, even if we don't like uh, we don't like it half the time. Okay. Now, now wait, wait, don't comment yet because this is around the same vein. Okay. So let's just knock this out and then we get. All right, Vincent Wesley, the Tyson docuseries. Greetings. Long time listening to the show. Aries, I think you are beyond genius as far as comedy and overall talent. Andy, you are appreciated as well. I look forward to seeing you continue to develop and perfect your craft. As for the Tyson docuseries, I have to agree with Aries. While I do respect Andy's loyalty to Tyson as an entertainer, Aries made a solid point with how Tyson treated him. 
Don't take this wrong, Andy, but Aries is your man, 10 grand, whereas Tyson would probably never show you the same loyalty. I'm confident you will say something to the effect of character and how your loyalty is a testament to your character and so on. At the end of the day, I'm just sharing my perspective. Stay true to you, Andy. Uh, I haven't seen the docuseries yet, but not out of loyalty to Tyson. I keep seeing that Jamie Foxx may do something and don't want to ruin it by seeing this. And other than the actor being Jamie, not getting anything new story-wise. Uh, as time goes on, it's hard to say if that uh, it's hard to say if that we will see the light of day, the light of day. Uh, nonetheless, uh, just knowing you guys may do a review has me geared up to check out Hulu's vi- vision. By the way, uh, check out Woman King. This was an amazing movie. I know y'all would kill the review. Vince. Uh, so between Vincent and Jose, you want to... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick. Uh, it's not about standing with Aries versus standing with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's an entertainer, and I see entertainers get fucked over all the time. It's about standing with entertainers versus the machine, not versus Aries. Aries wants to do this because it, it would be good podcast fodder. fodder. And I think it would be great as well. Uh, but I haven't seen it, but I just know it's going to be great. It, it's great, but I'm pushing it off because of the integrity uh, that I have towards what I feel. And this is just what I feel. It has nothing. To, when you guys put it, it's, it's against Aries. That has nothing. Aries has nothing to do with it other than he wants to see this. And when you said this is what I what I do and I should suck it up, this is what we do. But when there's something Aries doesn't want to watch, you got where where is your where's your fucking reaction towards that? Where is it? I'm just letting you know, you guys well, well, again. Well, well, maybe not in as harsh a language. There are a lot of people who have written in and went, Aries, watch the boys. Once you get past blah, 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 it's not that. So there have been people in support of you in regards not, to that. Not, not Jose Gardia, who put it up about like it was, I was standing with you. And let's let's be frank about it. If Air is if Mike Tyson called Aries tomorrow to be back on the podcast, we've had this conversation. Oh, you yeah. would go back oh, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this isn't about hate like there's a hatred. Mike, whatever Mike's issue was when Aries was with it, went to go do that thing. Yeah, that I don't respect Mike. But for but, that. but 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 you know, uh me doing that has more to do with servicing what's best for me. Right. And in doing his podcast and given the nature of who he is and the popularity of this podcast. And the other people that have done it, uh, that that is about more about you know serving my best interest, which really is our best interest in the podcast world. Yeah, to let people know we have a podcast. Right. Um, my only thing was this, and and, and you know you just used the word frank, and I want to know if I can be frank with you. Yeah, be frank. Uh, and I kind of alluded, I t- kind of told you this the the other day when we were discussing it. My only head scratcher moment for me. And I was just thinking, you know, and and some of the guys have said this, the the people that we just read, like, you don't know Mike personally. He don't know you. Uh, If you tried to say hello to him, he'd probably say hello back, but he could also shit on you. Um, He doesn't pay your bills. He doesn't put money in your pocket. Um, But yet I'm thinking, okay, well, Andy came to me four years ago and said, let's do a podcast. 
I said, let's rock. I, I didn't come to you four years ago to do the podcast. Let's get this. Let's well, get this well, on record. You mentioned we should do a podcast. I was doing a podcast, was going to do a podcast with my boys. Right. And you were talking about doing a podcast at the same time. Right. And you even said, let's do the podcast together. Well, there's no way I would have done the podcast had you not come to me and said, hey, man, we should do a podcast. We were talking I, I about it. Do... I didn't say I was never thinking you would do a podcast with me. I never asked you. Well, I didn't volunteer. You said we should just do it together. Okay, but the bigger point okay. is this. The bigger point is, since having done the podcast, you know, it's like uh, through my connection with DJ Effin and and uh, rapper Noriega, we did Drink Champs, which you were on. Yeah, that was and, awesome. Right. And they brought us uh, Anchor, which, you know, put money in our pockets. Yeah, what? Okay, go on. Right. And then later on, we did Robert Kelly's podcast, which brought us 800-pound gorilla, which currently puts money in our pocket. So my only question was, why such a blind loyalty to Tyson, who don't know you and put money in your pocket, but not towards me, who you have a relationship with and who's put money in your pocket? Okay, well, let's go. Let's let's break that down. Uh, one is uh, it's this isn't a loyalty to Tyson. This is about the business and the entertainers getting fucked over by the machine. Mm -hmm. And that's my point. It wasn't this isn't just Tyson. This isn't like, oh, it's Ty I, I, I'm doing this because it was Tyson. It was because it was another man. Who who's obviously had a fucked up life, being fucked over, and he's getting fucked over again by the, by. I think he's getting fucked over by Hulu, so that's my reason why it has nothing to do with you. And, and then when we add you to it, uh, this is a, a podcast. It's not like I if, if Mike Tyson said to me, "Hey, you want to do my podcast?" But Aries can you, you can't do a podcast with Aries anymore, and you can be on my podcast. I wouldn't take the deal. I wouldn't think you would either. So that would be siding with, right. with, with Mike versus you. This is just about a series. That's what I don't understand. It's about a series that I choose that I was choosing not to do because of integrity. And, and we've, we've not done a review of, a, of another series just based on you didn't like it. Uh, not that you voice. didn't like it. Yeah, the oh, voice. Right, right. And so the reason I keep going to that is no, there's no weight on that. that. For whatever reason, that has no weight over us because when you said you didn't really want to do that one because of it, I just went, okay, and I moved on. You, everybody's, Aries looks sad. Well, fuck you guys and Aries looks sad. I, I, I just, I, I had a reason why. Aries had a reason why. I didn't, I didn't ask you what your, I didn't try to change your, your point of view or trying to change your reason. When we go to money, we did get that podcast. And, and you know, frankly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick up for myself on this podcast when you talk about the podcast and doing the podcast. We don't have a podcast uh, without me that first year driving to your house because Absolutely. It, it wasn't a big deal to you at the time to do the Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely, Driving to your house from Arizona, doing a six-hour drive there, doing a two-hour mm -hmm. podcast, and then driving back home that same day. Drive, coming out to your house, taking a bus back to Arizona, right. uh, doing the second episode, since everybody's listening to this in order, because Aries has told you to listen to it in order. Aries ain't even on the second podcast because the commitment to the podcast hadn't been given. And no, but I think there was a technical reason I couldn't do it at the time. You couldn't. Well, yeah, you were, we weren't together on the road, right. so I got people to fill in. Right. But we could have figured it out. But And I didn't have the equipment yet. You know. Right. So we, we, we handled it that way. It's been kept together. Uh, when we went to Anchor, Anchor, anybody can get on, but you made sure we got ads because that's what Noriega was able to do for us. So yes, that's true. And we're on Kelly's podcast, but I don't come to this empty. I'm not going to let these people think that well, no, uh, I, you're just, pulling me. Well, I, well, wait a minute. I, just so you know, I'm not suggesting that. I, I know you're not, but they oh, don't right. know that. 
Right. And I've made I've made you more money. I've made you more money than I've ever costed you. That sounds like you talk. I don't know what that means. I I, I got you the t-shirts. I bring the t-shirts. I carry your inventory. I take oh, care of it. Oh, right, 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 right. I, 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 okay. I, I'm, I'm self-financed. Do you make money because I'm on the road with you? Right. A lot of it. Okay. Just so that you guys understand this. A lot of features go out with someone and they're totally dependent on the headliner doing something for them. Right. I, I I had value. I added value to our uh, business relationship from the beginning. And I always wanted to. And I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I saw Aries had an opportunity to make more money. And being the guy that I am, I want everybody around me to make more money, including Mike fucking Tyson. So if that's who I am, this is where we, we stood. Now, here's the other thing that no one knows. I'm not just saying on the podcast, I'm not going to do it because my... I sent Mike an, uh, an IG. He was probably never going to read this IG. And in a certain amount of time, that shit that I just said will wear off. And I'll be like, well, fuck Mike. He doesn't get back to me. He must want us to do it. And I'll probably say, yeah, let's go do it. But I covered my bases on who I am and what I want to do. And I think it's funny that when people have a certain love for you because they know you and that's why they're listening to the podcast. So let's get this straight too. Why do people listen to the podcast? It isn't because of me. It's because of Aries. So when I say that I help start it and I put the yeah, effort in do the that, beginning. But you no, but, do no, no, but, but I'm being, but I'm being honest. No, no, you, but I, no, no. I know what you're doing, but, they, but they there are a lot of people who say, yo, the chemistry, okay. the, the, the camaraderie. So it is. A, yeah, but they can get there for that reason. But why did they get there? Once they listen to it, maybe they can say that. But why did they tune in in the first place? Because of you. I, I know this. I don't want anybody to think that there's some weird getting, idea. Getting someone in the store is one thing. Getting to get, purchase is something else. Okay. I agree with so all we, that. Yeah, we get them in the door. But if it was a shit podcast, they wouldn't stay and buy merchandise. But the point of all this is, is that I just have one opinion. Aries has another opinion. There is no no issues between Aries and I, other than Aries wants to do this because he's right. It's going to be funny as fuck. I wanted to do something else because I know it's going to be funny as fuck. Because Aries is not going to enjoy the funniest part to me is Aries is going to find a lot of funny things about the boys, but he's not going to like it. There's so well, let, let, don't, well, don't assume that. No, I, no, I, no, just no, to, I just have to get out of my own. Yeah, but those things are you're not going to like those things. You know what I like sometimes when when we have things that you enjoy, but then they put that thing in you that, you know, no one wanted to see the sh jaws, the guy, you know, when that leg falls, you don't like the leg. No one likes, or the eye, the eyeball falls out of the guy's right. head. We don't like that, but we love that it shocked us. Right. So those, those, those things that are going to come up in the boys that I want to talk about. But like I said, when I said it to you, it was good. I understood. We we're going to move on. This is different with me. And it, the only reason it's different with me is because you guys don't put me in the same place. You put Aries. These guys that are writing these, and you think that I'm supposed to bow down and do what Aries wants to do because it's going to be funny. There's a lot of shit that's going to be funny, but you didn't come with that same energy that you came at me. That's what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> okay, I love I love, I love when you get ruffled. I, I'm not, I just don't understand you. You, I, I, and I respect that they love you and they should want to be there for you. But when they come at me. Go if they would have said, "Hey, Andy, man, I understand what you're saying," but Aries' point is that it's going to be funny, and he can make this. If he wants to make something funny, there's a difference between talking about something and making it funny, and something that he wants to make funny, dude. That's going to be so good. That would be such a great podcast. Please don't walk away from that. Where was that? Where was that? Where was that email? Right. No, Andy, you this, Andy. 
Why are you not standing? Andy, you guys don't, you guys played the wrong fucking cards. There's other cards you could have played, but you talk to me like a punk. So I'm talking to you back like a punk. How's that? Does that make any more sense to you? I'm not, you guys, you guys think you know me, but you don't fucking know me. All right. (laughs) So we can move on from the Tyson thing? We can move on from it. And we'll probably, like I said. And listen, man, I, I, I promise you, you know, it's one of them things where, you know, you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, but you know you want to. I'm going to watch the boys. Trust me. Yeah. I, I just... And I want to watch the Tyson thing. Listen, I want the, to. Listen, the head exploding under that bitch's pussy. That was a lot. I, I just, you know... It was a lot at the wrong time. You were eating... The, you yeah, were, yeah, I was eating salsa and queso <laughs> cheese, nigga. And it just... <laughs> I got it. But see, I get it. I got to know when I watch the boys, I can't be eating. Yeah. Um, Wow, I was going to add something to that. But, you know, this. who knows what's going to happen? I mean, if, if I don't get an answer, if I don't get a reply, if I get to the feeling like it's not going to make a difference and this right. thing blew up and I'm not shining the light on it, it's already shined, then it, that's a whole different story. Right. But no one, and 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 just to let you guys know who out there to hit me up, a lot of people did hit me up, go, I appreciate your energy, I appreciate your integrity on this. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is different ways. But, dude, there's ways to respond to me that you can get I'll write you an email back in a way that I can say, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I appreciate what you're saying, but there's also, you can come at me the way you guys are coming at me. And this is what, this is, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you guys anymore. I'm just not doing it that way anymore. <clears throat> Shit. Tony Munn Steinberg. Yeah. <laughs> just not doing it, man. Uh, Who the fuck you think you're talking to? All right. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Frank Williams, would you rather part three? Okay, I know my last one, I stumbled a little bit, but I gave this one some thought with a small twist. Okay, Andy, please feel free to chime in. I want to hear your thoughts. Would you rather sit courtside game six at the NBA Finals, Bulls versus Utah, and when the game is over, Mike gives you some dap, and Mike signs and hands you the game-winning ball. Two, you are in... Mike Tyson corner as his towel guy wiping off his sweat after end of each round uh, during one of his best fights. He looks at you and asks for your advice on how to beat his opponent. And you told him the strategy and it worked. And afterwards he takes you on, uh, he takes you on night around the town. And he says to you, in order to hang with me, you have to do cocaine with me. And here is the twist. The next day you have an audition to star in a movie with Denzel Washington, which could boost your career and could potentially make you one of the highest paid comedians. So if you hang out with Mike, you are not going to be at your best at the audition. But if you don't hang, your movie may be successful. So it's not a guarantee. In order to sleep with Gemma, you have to watch Saving Private Ryan from start to end. Oh, man. And all of the Saw movies. And here's the catch. If you throw up, it voids the deal. I wouldn't have, be worried about throwing up. I'd be worried about maintaining an erection. I hope this one was challenging. Here is my answer. I'll hang out with Mike for a night and get high and hope my movie with Denzel Washington is a hit. I hope uh, I served you guys well. Yehi, yehi. And let's flip it. Andy, uh, I know Gemma is not your girl, but if you had a chance to sleep with any girl, who would it be and what would you go through to get there? 
Mines would be Meg the Stallion with no cover-up, no rubber, and I'll walk barefoot on a yellow brick road full of thumbtacks to get to her. I'm just saying, LOL. Let me see if I understand this. I got the Mike Tyson Denzel part, and I got the Gemma Private Ryan part. So, okay, so Mike Tyson, I mean- Mike Mike Tyson Jordan. Jordan just gives me the ball, signs it, daps me up, and I see the game courtside. This one's easy for me. Let you go first. I'm going with Tyson. So I hang out with Tyson. Yeah, because it's not old Andy. This is young Andy, Andy. because it's when he's beating people's well, ass. Well, yours? Uh, okay. Yeah, because he okay. played it at game right. six. All right. All so right. it's game six. So we also know right. a young Tyson. I give him some advice. He's going to say, I really appreciate that. And so right. then I have that going for me. And we're going to do cocaine at that time. I would have done some cocaine. And do Which means you're going to get some pussy because yeah. Mike hung and around and a lot of pussy. pussy and and Cocaine, good cocaine, good good cocaine at that right. time, not today cocaine. And uh, a party. I have a chance to be friends with Tyson now at this point. Right. Uh, and, and there's no friendship. I'm not going to have a friendship with Mike. He's giving me a ball and telling me to right. know, fuck off. Um, yeah, the Tyson one sounds like the But one. also, you got an audition for the Denzel movie. I'm that good on cocaine. It'll probably give me super strength. <laughs> so I walk in and just fucking do Nail it. Nail it. Yeah. Uh, the allure for me is the idea of being in a movie with Denzel. Um, I mean, I ain't never done no coke, but if it's a young me, this is before all the processed cheese and bacon, uh, and I'm in better shape, so maybe I can handle the coke. Um, dude, it's hard for me not to, to not fuck Gemma. You know, I, it, 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 I just, oh, God, but he said I got to watch Saving Private Ryan and the Saw movies. God, it's hard for me not to want to fuck Gemma, dude. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Tyson. Because I get to hang out with Mike and then be in a Denzel movie. Yeah. So that's two for one. And if I'm in the Denzel movie, I can get Gemma. Maybe. Maybe. This is the girl that... Like if, does if he, it for you? See, this is what I don't understand, though. See, and this is what I have to explain. There's a shelf life on on girls I want to fuck. Because uh, there's another one coming. There's another oh, okay. one that is going to be like the next girl that I'd want to fuck more than the last girl. Right. So I'm going to start with I want to fuck my girl first. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we got that. <laughs> right. But then this chick, Nat- Natalie, N A T N A T A, and then capital L E E. This chick, uh, I think she's yeah, I think she's from the Nether- Netherlands. <sighs> look at look 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 at look at this right. <sighs> that that's a good one, but look, that, there's that. You don't like any of this, dude. That's this is this is I I look yeah, at that. Look at yeah, yeah, it's 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 right guy ready. It's it's. I'm, I'm I'm that guy then. That's, yeah, that's, that's your race. That's what I look at. That you tell you that's not nice to you. That you know it. It's a car without all the bells and whistles. It's a Mercedes without all the bells and whistles. You know, I like seventy-two. Like I like seventy-two Buick Skylark or a seventy-two Cutlass. Right. I like you know it doesn't have to have the power windows and all this shit. I, I'll take I'll take them one strip down. This is fine with me. This is fine. Yeah. Look, how do you not? Yeah, brother, that that you know. I'm sorry. I, I put it to you like this: if if this chick was a hot wing, she's a flat piece. 
I like drumettes, <laughs> and that's Gemma. She does not have a flat ass, though. Don't don't make it sound oh, like she's just flat. It's, it's just not what you like. No, it, it's listen. It's not flat, flat. But come on, man, dude, look at that. Yeah, that's that's made for white guys. That she has, she has she has muscles. Oh, like she's. I mean, she's in shape, not muscles. She's like, look at that. Oh, them legs are too skinny, dude. Uh, not when you put them over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, dog. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tyson joint. Um, Deidre Ann Johnson. Episode 398. Great episode. The first comedian was a good interview, thoughtful, and asked great questions. Have either of you been to the African American Museum in D.C.? Intense, and you need at least three days to see and appreciate everything. God damn, three days, dude. That's gonna be a lot of fucking angst for three days. Man, me, me and you next to each other going through that. Yeah, because we, we felt it after the civil rights museum. Right. Yeah, Jesus. I, I'd go see that though with you. I mean, I'd go see it, but three days. We can't cover that in a day. I I, I would like to go see that. I also want to see the Holocaust uh, um, museum that they have too. Three days of hardship. Mm. You know, it, it, it's here's the here's the thing about some of this, um, and I and I know as as a as a human mm-hmm. and to understand humanity that these are things that we should do. But we have such a good time in DC. Yeah, it's almost that's why I haven't gone to that Holocaust. I I, right. I want to. I don't ask to be up all the time, like be like in a good mood all the time. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm never really that much in a good mood all the time. Right. But when we're in DC comedy in DC, that's just that it's once a year and just something you look so forward to. Mm. And uh, maybe like after the shit, after the weekend's over or would be like to stay an extra day and then go do that shit. Right. But it'd be hard for me to want. It's D- I look so forward to DC. And, right, and I right. know that, like, when we, okay, we're just You gonna, don't want to bring the mood down? I'm just going to be real honest. When we're in Memphis, when we're at Chuckles, right. it doesn't change the mood. When we went to the, you know, it, it brought us down, but. It fits it. It, fi- it fits it fits the criteria. Right. It, it, it all, it's all the same. Uh, so, but in DC, it's such a, like, a comedy, comedy. I can't right. wait to get into this room. I can't wait to do, uh, I, I, you know, it's hard to want to put yourself through that. But I, I would stay an extra day with, with you. I'd stay on a Monday or Tuesday and go to the museum. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would be bittersweet. It would like being in a great place, great city like D.C. and then doing three days of uh, black misery. It would be like, you know, being with a bad bitch that you're about to fuck and she tells you she's on a period. <laughs> she's still a bad bitch, but goddamn word now. I, but I get the importance of seeing it. Oh, absolutely. It's just, but to ruin, I don't want to say use the word ruin, to, to put myself in that mood. Right. When I'm in one of my favorite places of the whole year. Right. That's a, but afterwards, Monday, Tuesday, let's try to do that next time. You're going to be. I, I would almost rather do it before, before and get it and out And then the have way. it uplift you and yeah, then and be yeah, able to like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's fine though too. Then come out early. Right. But I would I would be down to do that. I really would. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. But I I, I don't want to do it the days of the show. That's it. Right. Okay. Uh, this is real quick. Sean McGarry uh, just discovered the podcast. Ten out of ten. Keep it going, man. 
Thank you, Sean. I would imagine by McGarry. What is that, Irish? Sounds a little Irish. Uh, McGarry. Uh, Sean McGarry. Capitron 88. Episode 55 and 56, Eddie Murphy stand. Um, You mentioned on this. Oh, I I got it. Now, okay. You mentioned, he meant to say on. He spells it O-M. You mentioned um. Um. This. Um. He meant to say episode. He spelled it with a W. W-P-I-S-O-D-E. You mentioned um this whippy sode. Eddie wouldn't do an Axel Foley. Beverly Hills Cop 3 is in production. Actual 4 is in production. Any prediction on how it's going to go? Got into episode 56 as I was typing this. Did you ever catch Stan smelling your laundry? Who the fuck is Stan? Um, isn't Stan the, the song the... Stan's the song from... Uh, Eminem? Yeah. Okay. Didn't we do something where you read something from a fan? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, but that's what happens. Oh, when 55, people, 56. Yeah, when people go back to the beginning, they were going to get old, old-ass old email. Antique emails are going to be uh, resurrected. Uh, any underwear go missing? Guys sounded like y'all broke up in bad terms and wanted to get back together. Uh, no, I, I never uh, met this motherfucker. You might have, but you just don't know it. Um, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I'm scared about Beverly Hills Cop 4 because one and two were Eddie Murphy juggernauts. Yeah. And one and two are in my top five. Three was so horrendous. Um, I predict this is going to be as good as coming to America too. It's going to feel nostalgic. I just, Axel Foley, was such a character with bite, edge. And this is a young Eddie. This is in his prime Eddie. This is Eddie Murphy, Chicago Bulls Eddie. Eddie's damn near 60. And he's trying to, he's about to try to pull off the Axel Foley slick talk, street wise, big dick balls on the table character at 60. I don't know. If, if, if it was, we don't know what it is. No one has any insight to what it is. No. Right? What if he's playing the captain and he has to deal with a, an Axel Foley type character? I don't think that's the angle because one, they got him in the same uniform we know him to be. The jeans, the Detroit Lions jacket, the white sneakers. And here's what I was wondering because three had Judge Reinhold in it, but didn't have the guy that played Taggart. Yeah. Which I thought was a huge mistake. And I was wondering, I was like, yo, what do they look like now? Dude, I saw a thing online. Uh, Judge Reinhold looks the same, just beefier. Taggart don't look good, man. Well, Taggart's he, he looked old. Like, I know, but he he looks like, dude, sickly. He looks sickly. He didn't even look recognizable. Is he, is he thin now or is he? It's, it's, it's thin. It's, it's old age. You know how somebody looks sick? Like, you could see it in his neck. And I don't know that he's got anything wrong, but he just didn't look good, dude. And I'm like, okay. So they got the boys back together, literally. But did they got all of them in it? That's what I'm saying. It, Taggart's in it. He is in it. He's in it. Judge Reinhold is in it. and But Judge has been in all of them, even though in three, his part wasn't nearly as, right. as big as it was in the other two. Maybe the Taggart guy is the captain now. Yeah, I so don't they, know what they angle can, they they're can taking. Play some of this, 
I know it's going to be very interesting, but you know, when they bring a movie back after this amount of time with these uh, like iconic characters, right. can they bring them back as, as a movie or does it have to be uh, like a walk down memory lane? Because I don't know that you, you how do you can't, you can't duplicate that from that and far I'm back. I'm even going, why is it on Netflix? Why is this not a major theatrical release? Because it's going to be, I, I, I can't believe it. I'm telling you, man. And, and three was terrible. Terrible! So like they killed the franchise there. Right. I don't know, man. This is why I go, I take my hat off to Stallone. Other than, again, Rocky Five, which most people didn't like, which I, well, again, my favorite. Um... Not my favorite, favorite, but up there. Stallone's Rocky franchise has maintained. But he maintained so he could do it. He did. He talked about it. Like when you say he maintained, what he do you mean? lifted the weight. He was in the weight room. He tried I know, to, but 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 yeah. but by put it like this. What was it? About Rocky Balboa, where he's clearly older looking yeah. physically. The angle he took, I said, was so smart. Yeah. He didn't play like, hey, I'm still Rocky from 1980. I'm an old man. I lost my wife. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a famous boxer anymore. I own a restaurant. I moved back into the, 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 the broker parts of Philly. He addressed it honestly, which is why it was so good. And then because of Creed, he goes, I'm taking the back seat. It's this young dude, Apollo's son. It made you still go, this franchise has legs. When you were just saying... After three, this is a 60-year-old Eddie Murphy trying to play a 20-year-old slickster. But he can't, that's the thing. If they do it that way, then it's just nostalgia. If they rewrite it so that it can have meaning, then But how it, do you stay true to who Axel Foley was if you take him away from it? That's why I think they have to make him the captain. And he breaks the rules. Maybe another guy who doesn't maybe the character that it, maybe the young guy doesn't want to break the rules and he has to get him to do the things to get the job done. Right. I don't know. I don't know how they could do it, but I mean, like what? Sometimes I wonder why would you do it? <laughs> That's the bigger question. Why would you do it? He don't need the money. Yeah. He's rich beyond belief. His status is legendary and set. So I would imagine you're only doing it if the script is phenomenal. phenomenal. Like you get a script and you right. go, there's no way I can't do this. Right. Like, this is too good to pass up. Ugh, I don't know, man. And, you know, again, being the diehard Eddie dude that I am, I wanted so badly to like coming to America, too. I wanted so badly. But I just went, it was just a walk down memory lane. But if that's what it was. And if you accepted it for that, it wasn't bad. It right. was exactly what it was supposed to be. But if you're a hardcore diehard fan, is that what you really wanted? No. You wanted nostalgia? No, no, but you know, how many people even, uh, people, how many young people even know that movie? Right. At this point. Right. Because no one cares about history anymore. No one cares about the past. Right. We're all a bunch of assholes from the past anyway. So it's all about this new, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope that it's at least presentable. Like I said, this is Wizards, Eddie. You know, he still might be able to put up 18, but it ain't it ain't jumping from he the free did, throw he line. He did a great job with that Netflix movie with uh where he played um Dolomite. I still haven't seen that. How did can you not have seen it? It just didn't look what it is. It it was it was good. It was good. He did a great job in it. It was great to see him do something that wasn't Nutty Professor. Right. It was great to hear cuss words come out of Eddie. 
See, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's, that's Jordan Eddie. You know? Ah. All right, last one. Uh, Jason uh, Tree Rotola. Sounds Italian, right? Jason Tree Rotola. Uh, Jason Tree Rotola. I just hear that uh, My Sharona. My Sharona. Oh, that's not how it goes. My Sharona. Jason. Whatever. Jason Trotola. Okay. Jason Trotola. However, we fucking this up. Did Disney destroy the MCU? What's up, fellas? It's Trey from Brooklyn. I'm just now leaving Thor, Dumb and Dumber, and maybe I'm bugging. This is a fucking. Did I read this? No, you haven't. You sure? I'm pretty sure. All right. This is a fucking Disney movie, 100%. The first scene, this nigga Thor rode the axe like the Wicked Witch. When did Marvel start making comedies? It's literally one SNL skit after the next. I think I did read this, but I'm going to read it again. They made this movie for children, even made children the focal point of the movie. So much so they gave all the kids the power of Thor just so they could appeal to children. And in turn, the kids make their parents buy toys and stuff. The movie ends with... Thor adopting a kid, and now he's got a sidekick. The axe is mad because Thor misses his original hammer, and it started crashing into things to be spiteful. Everything he says literally ended with a joke, every single line. Zeus is a Greek god. Greek? Why the fuck did he have a Russian accent? What the fuck is going on? Please let me know what y'all thought about it. Love you guys. Keep doing your thing. Did you see the Couldn't the watch it. Couldn't could, finish it. It was bad. Couldn't couldn't watch it. Now, uh, what what's her name? Um... Thor's love interest in the first Thor. Natalie Portman. She, now she's the other Thor. She's, she's. Yeah. Uh, so when he says it's for kids, he missed the whole point about the women empowerment part right. of it. Um, and then it just got silly. Like when he, and what he talks about that, that, that crushed it for me. When he rode the ax off, like, like <laughs> when he was on a, a witch's broom. He jumped a shark. <sighs> Dude, he got ate by the shark. It was, he didn't, it, it, I, I couldn't watch. I actually, I think I was watching it and Tara started to talk to me. Right. And instead of putting it on pause, I just turned it off. That's hilarious. And I never went back to watch anymore. Dude, of all, and I've always said, of all the Marvel characters, Thor is my least favorite. And I've seen all the movies, but I don't go to the theater. I wait for them to come out. I just downloaded this one as we speak on my iPad to watch on the, on the, on the plane ride over. So I'm going to watch it because I downloaded it. But I've never paid money to go see it in the theaters. My my two, like the two characters I wasn't big on was Thor, and I, I understood why he was popular even when I was a comic book kid. Thor, Thor, I understood it, but I didn't wasn't in. And Doctor Strange, and when, ah. they, and when they made Doctor Strange, they made him dark in that first one, right. and I really kind of liked what they were doing with it. Right. And now they're kind of they're Disneying up this stuff, and I, I, I and and I don't. I don't know how I feel about it because, you know, with DC going darker and darker, right? If they get their stories right, that's going to be. I think that's the better direction. The the people, they're they're Disney wants to make comic book movies <laughs> for the youth, and I mean, sorry, Marvel. When Marvel started off, they wanted to make these dark, you know, appealing to the guys my age that were into comic books that are the ones who bought the rights to these comics to make these movies in the first place. Right. And, and it seems like Disney, when they took it over, they wanted to go 
uh, in the direction to making it for kids, like you say, and and then going to DC. DC wanted to make a darker movie in some of these and some a whole different perspective, but the, the story hasn't got there yet. So I don't know. None of them are really... There's still room in this for someone to come come along and really put this together. Um, I'm standing by Marvel still. Uh, have you seen the preview for Black Adam? No, I, I with the no, Rock. I saw one clip of it. I didn't. It wasn't. It, I didn't. Man, you didn't like it? No, I didn't get it oh. because it just didn't have enough. I didn't get right, enough. Right, of right. The, oh man, does it look great? Yeah, yeah brother. This looks like this is going to be a banger. But he's not going to be the rock in this, though, right? We're not going to no, get... No, I mean, you, you know, physically, you're getting the rock. Yeah, but you're not going to get the, no, the eyebrow. I, no, no, not the, the rockisms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, this this this, uh, this looks like a banger. I think DC is about to come uh, show its ass for a little bit. I, You know, with where they're going, the Batman... They proved, I think they proved us, we had our doubts. Right. And then they proved us wrong. Even right. even if you didn't love that Batman movie, uh, even if you had some problems with the story, the, the imagery, the way they put it together, the, right. it, 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 it gave you something. I I like what they're doing. I, Marvel has these characters, I, you know, and now that Robert Downey Jr. isn't going to be Iron Man and what's right. going to, I think they're going, I think it's all going in that. Disney direction, P PG at the most, and that's you know, look what does great. I mean, uh, what's the Deadpool is the one that theatrically the only miss that DC has had was Batman versus Superman and Justice League. All the other films, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. I think the first Suicide Squad wasn't another another misfire but all the other ones have been out of the park i like first suicide squad i did too i just I went like, mad at it. i didn't like the villain the dc has problems putting out a great they have great villains they should they use do them. i don't know why they don't yeah I, I didn't need this uh character from uh outer space coming to build the wheel and and you know they're, they're just, <laughs> uh there's they have great characters i didn't care for suicide squad too no and and they didn't do well with uh with what's her name in the first place? Uh, oh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn, yeah. Uh, didn't she have her own joint? Yeah. Yeah. The, that didn't do well? No, it hasn't done well. Wow. Um, but again, and then Shazam, you know what? I like Shazam as the kid, the, the kid friendly uh, comic book movie. Right. It worked as the kid friendly, and they still had the jokes in it for, right. for us. And I guess because also I grew up with Shazam on TV. Oh, on the weekends. With the black and white? Yeah. Oh, no, oh. the black and white. And then they had the color one where he had the, the ring where he would just say Shazam and then he'd be... I don't remember the color uh, no, one. No, it was, it, was a, it was a live action, but it was on Saturdays. It was on Saturdays. So right. Then they started doing more of the Wonder Woman. The, the Shazam was on Saturdays. The Hulk was on. I, you know, I'm in touch with... I, those are connected to me. Right. Because they, you know, I was... It was in the 70s. It was my... My youth, my real youth, the, my developmental years. Mm. So I'm connected to those. So when I saw that, they had ISIS. ISIS was the other one that was on Saturdays. Not the ISIS that's in uh, the Middle East. The, the ISIS that's... Uh, right. Uh, the, what was she? Like an Egyptian goddess. Right. Um, ah. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with Ezra Miller? 
What is wrong with this dude? <laughs> well, they say he really has mental problems. He's in a he's in an institution. I think he they they said he was in. They an had him carrying a whole franchise, and and I and I and I heard they pushed either dropped it all together or pushed it back. I think, and this is the one with Michael Douglas as Michael Keaton as Batman. I think it's going to be tough because uh, there's a, there's some lawsuits against him out in Jesus. Now uh, he really, yeah, he he did go off the rails. If they they can provide some empathy for what he's going through, maybe they can get this back on track. But you know, a lot a lot of a lot of confusion going on with that one. I, I, I haven't really kept up with it. I just know of, um, some of the the things that I read, but I haven't read anything in depth. Uh, it sounds it, it's another sad story, and I'm just not trying to. There's Damn. plenty of sad stories to go around. I don't need my sad story to be in my uh, comic book adventure guy. Yeah, I wish DC would give us, uh, well, he said misfires. Suicide, Suicide Squad, the first one, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. I think Man of Steel was a misfire too. It just didn't do. But it, it, it was, there was some, it's there. Like there's, it's there. I want to see a sequel. I, like I want Henry Cavill to get a real Shot, but I heard Henry Cavill doesn't want to do it anymore. It no, he said he wanted he to, wanted unless to he recently said it. Um, the ones that are the big misses for me is like all of the Fantastic Fours that they tried to do. Yeah, well, uh, they, they say officially this new one coming soon, and they got some great writers. This is going to be the one, even though they've never gotten it right. This is going to be the one. Is the Silver Surfer going to be in this one? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's it, the Silver Surfer was a movie that they were supposed to do that it was just the Silver Surfer and it's never come out. I heard they had film on it, but there there's some things that are that could be done. I want them to make them movies, uh, you know. And it, it's funny because they said these aren't movies. What, what did uh was it Francis Ford Coppola said? No, it, or, it was uh, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. That these aren't movies. They're uh, the comic a comic book film. I don't know. Yeah, what he, he, he he kind of phrased it in a way that didn't show respect. But they can make these into movies. Make them into movies. The Batman, the Batman was close to a movie. I mean, I mean, it was based on the comic book, obviously. But they tried to get a movie in there. I know that the, some people have problems with the character, but he's not the he's not the Batman that we know in this character yet. So I understood right. what they were trying to do. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. But neither one of them have it perfectly figured right. out yet. Right. Uh, maybe you know some other some other small. I agree with you. They 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 have awesome villains. Uh, At DC, DC. That they're not using. Yeah, that they're not using. Um, my man Aldous Hodge uh, from City on a Hill. He's in Black Adam. He plays I forget the superhero's name. The Hawk guy that's got the fucking stick with the ball and the spikes on it. Uh, whatever that character's name was. Um, but Black Adam looks good, man. I, I you know I hope the Ezra Miller thing works out because I really wanted to see the standalone movie. Um. Yeah, man. Fucking, and I'd love to see Henry Cavill have a, a real good shot at another Superman. Supermans are all—they're always tough, though. Yeah, they're—they're they're tough because the, the Superman was built as the first real superhero, and, and he's not killable. He's not. The—the the truth is, Superman should be able to go in and shut down anything, and no one can really compete with him unless they have kryptonite. Which I think I've said this on the podcast before. Was Kryptonite wasn't even part of the actual origin of Superman. It came in because the guys who did the radio show needed to go on vacation. So they had Kryptonite come in so that uh, Superman could recover from this Kryptonite so that they could go on vacation. Mm. That's 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 the origin of the Kryptonite. But Superman isn't you can't defeat Superman. You know why? 
Because he's white. This is a white man. A <laughs> white man is a powerful nigga. No one can beat that goddamn white man. It's the most powerful human being on the goddamn planet. Bullets can't stop that motherfucker. And you've got to see the irony. Bullets come out of a gun. What color is a gun? Black. <laughs> the, the bullets that come out of that black gun can't stop that white man. That man's chest is a fucking tank. Everything. It's all. It's all. Listen, the white man is powerful. Nobody stops that white man. Kryptonite. Kryptonite. I wish I had a joke about kryptonite. <laughs> Dude, if you're doing if you're doing crowd work tonight, if you just want to do a bunch of right. crowd work, I, I I hope you do that. You just slip into Paul Moody and go. I wish I had a joke. I wish I had a joke for that. I really don't have a joke. <laughs> or the one thing that hurts Superman is kryptonite. So it's. A green fuck. <laughs> if I wasn't dead, I would have something for this. <laughs> right. If I wasn't dead, I, w- I would have something for this. <laughs> I know there's a nigga from Detroit named Kryptonite. He could kill Superman. <laughs> Jesus, I, fuck. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right. Um, dates. Dates, we've already told you. Uh, we're telling you again. Ah! Let me look into the camera. So uh, when you're listening to this, this should be the uh, Thursday and uh, the following Friday, the Friday, the, oh man, what is it? 30, the 30th, we'll be at, uh, we'll be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. That's the 30th through the 2nd of October. Then I'm off, I'm off to uh, Europe to see all the white people and I'm going (laughs) You can see the and Aries will be on the road for three weeks without me. He's going to have good people on. Is Neri coming on? Any? I don't know. Uh, Bert, it was going to be Gerard, but fuck that up. Uh, the seventh to the ninth of October, Aries will be at the Brea Improv, uh, followed by uh, the Hartford Funny Bone, the fourteenth uh, and fifteenth followed by the Richmond, Virginia Funny Bone, the 21st and 22nd. And then we're back. Uh, we'll be in Orlando at the Orlando uh, Orlando Improv, the 28th through the 30th. And that's where we are right now. Um. Okay. Um, dude, you, and you're going to be in Europe. Uh, well, well, shit. Uh, fuck. Because I remember when I toured in Europe, I did go to Scotland or Ireland, one of those. You're not going... I might over a weekend. I think it's Ireland that's the one that's close by. If you do, uh, eat shepherd's pie and tell me because if it's really the real deal because it's out there. You know what I mean? Like, you get shepherd's pie here. I've never had shepherd's pie, but I would imagine in Ireland, that's where it's most potent, right? But I never had it here, so how would I know? Oh. So is it, is or you it, could have it there and then come back and have it here. Isn't it lamb in shepherd's pie? Or is it no, I thought it was uh, just, just regular b- beef? Beef and potatoes and crust. Uh, you know what? I like potatoes. I'm going to go order everything that's potatoes. I, I really do. I'm not even kidding. Right. I like potatoes. You wouldn't order shepherd's pie? I might try it. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to try as much as I can. You know, London gets a bad rap because British food is notoriously bad. The, the right. English English food. Uh but they have so many great restaurants out there because a lot of uh, chefs have moved out there or opened right. up restaurants out there. So I'm excited to to go even for that. But uh, just excited to get out for three weeks. My baby mother told me <clears throat> when she went to Italy, and I'm thinking, God damn, Italian food in Italy has got to be mind-blowing. She said most of the food here was better. 
Well, it's to our style that we eat now. I'm sure that, you know, each region has a little bit different, you know, pasta. Uh, their sauces are different. I'm sure out here we just get kind of homogenized. This is the version, American right. version. This is what we all know and enjoy. But different cities have to have different kind of things. And I know that as you uh, travel to the north of uh, Italy, which I'm not going, right. uh, but uh, I, I know that there's a lot more, or is it the South? I forgot what there's one. There's an area where it's Italian, but it's no red sauce and it's all like all, all fish. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it just, it's a big country. We, we know it for spaghetti and pizza. Right. But that's not what it, that's not what it is. No, no country is what we, we taken the things that work here and put it on the menu. Uh, they have to have a lot of different food. Otherwise, if they were, they were eating Italian every night, Right. you know, it has to be different every night, too. Such an American way of thinking. All right. <clears throat> uh, this is Jackpot. Uh, Instagram, at Jackpot, J-A-C-K-P-O-T underscore 5150. Uh, YouTube, Action Jackson TV. If Los Angeles was a human being, Jackpot would be the reflection of its personality and attitude. Jackpot is a music artist, motion picture character, Weed strain, NFT avatar, uh, fashion model, clothing brand, toys, cartoons, and comic book character. Jackpot is working with Snoop Dogg's DJ, DJ Battle Cat, and many other talented producers to help create Jackpot's creative vision of a street edge style with an animated twist, which is something the West Coast doesn't have at the moment. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you Jackpot from Area 5150 Enterprises. What's that? Oh, 5150. I got it. Yeah. But you didn't move. You didn't bob and weave. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Jackpot, y'all. You, you just, just hit, hit a jackpot. Oh, no, no. Gotta be working for me. Now you wanna be friends, hang around me. Plotting and thinking how you gon' get me. Hit you with the blam, I blow you in the breeze. Yeah, South Central native, home of the Crip Bloods and Innovators. Keep my mind on some new imaginators. She like the way I pull up and stay creative. Nah, nobody owe me shit. Stone face even through my jackpot drip. I forbid if I can't be myself. Self-made like a motherfucker by myself. Self-driven, wood grain gripping. My vision, Black Panther mission. Stop wishing, go get it, listen. Fuck with me, you're going to need a dental technician. Hold up, hold up. She like the way I boss up, keep her on her tippy toes, get the money flow. Wake up, wake up, wake it's up. It's really all up to you, but nobody can do you but you. On a whole new different, whole new level, whole new everything, watch me go get it. Whole new different, whole new level, whole new money, gotta go get it. You see, the money really gotta be working for me. Now you wanna be friends, hang around me. Plotting and thinking how you gon' get me. Hit you with the blam, I blow you in the breeze. Yeah. Don't take it personal. Uh-uh. Wait a minute. Please take it personal. Uh-uh. My friendship non-negotiable reversible. When I cut, it's damn show surgical. Yeah. I look at life at a different angle. Uh-huh. Cash at my guardian angel. Look, 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 look I've been look. blessed since birth. Since my picky toe touch earth. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. Doggy style, you can get a lean on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?